You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Cannabis Hangout. I'm Saab. And I'm Brandon. As a part of our Cannabinoid Connection series, today we are going to be discussing CBD and CBG. Woohoo! There are so many different cannabinoids and parts of the cannabis plant that have yet to be discovered. Just like terpenes, cannabinoids actually have their own contribution to the effects of the cannabis plant. So, Bran, let's dive right in. The people are dying to learn more. Drum roll, please. (laughs) Hey, guys. Okay, so we are so excited just to be here and share knowledge and research and stuff that Saba and I did. Um, So from another episode, this is another episode on cannabinoids. As Saba said, part of our connection series, um, I will start with CBG. So this one is not really a well-known cannabinoid and a ton of research hasn't been done on this one. So it's still coming out with new information to keep that in mind. They say that CBG is the one they're still figuring out more. Interesting. Yes. um, It's the one that's not talked about as much as all the other ones. Yeah. I feel like that's not, I feel like I know what CBN are and I've heard of... Mm -hmm. CBD and you know all the other C's and right. <laughs> not much about CBG. So tell us more, Brand. All right. So the main difference between CBG and CBD, which is what Saba is going to be talking about later, is that CBG helps make CBD. So while they're both oh. cannabinoids, they are different compounds within the plant. So I know you're wondering, how does this work? Well, how does it work? Okay. (laughs) Well, picture this. Um, So when you smoke, when you dab, eat, vape, or in any other way, consume a cannabis product, you introduce cannabinoids like CBG into your bloodstream. And so your blood then it circulates the CBG throughout your body and into your brain. Wow. That help, that's a helpful visual, right? That, yeah. I'm seeing my body kind of flow through the motion. Yeah. So anytime like you're smoking, you know, you're eating an edible or anything like that, you're introducing different cannabinoids into your bloodstream and different cannabinoids like CBG, CBD, mm-hmm. CBN, all of those, they're circulating in our bloodstream into our brain and it's going to be sending signals, right? Wow. So something I read that was a really helpful analogy as well was to think of CBG, THC, and CBD like keys that unlock and open certain doors. So I like when those doors are open, messages can pass through to other parts of your brain and body. So for example, if you're experiencing like insomnia and you're having a horrible time sleeping, Mm -hmm. CBG unlocks and opens doors that signal to your body to release hormones that help you sleep. Like that specific cannabinoid can do that. That's so crazy. That is so interesting. And it's so also interesting that each cannabinoid and um, I mean, even each terpene that we've talked about, the they got their own thing going well, on. Well, that, and then when you put them together, it's like a huge swirl of like amazing, yeah, like awesome, and like certain effects ga- you're wanting. What's going to happen that with this one that, you know, the other one doesn't do, yeah. but like CBG, it can activate receptors that THC cannot. Wow. So the cool thing is too, with like stigma related stuff, it's mm-hmm. like 
mar- marijuana, cannabis, whatever, it's not all about THC. Yeah. Like that's what people associate it with a lot. Yes. I feel like, but it's like, there's so many different cannabinoids that are actually controlling your brain, like your yeah. receptors that's allowing you to feel or be a certain way. Yeah. And I feel like everyone always, we always talk about this, the misconception of what is cannabis, what is marijuana, what is weed? And it's always the high, the stoner, the, they don't do anything. I know. know. And it's fun to just like dive deeper though and like open your mind, Mm -hmm. you know, to your perspective on this. So with that being said, CBG, so it it represents a non-psychoactive alternative to THC. So really it balances THC out pretty well. So like, you know, when you feel sometimes if you consumed too much Mm -hmm. or you feel like a really high from, you know, THC, like being psychoactive, CBG is like what's going to help take you down. Oh. Yeah. So it balances out that you know, maybe paranoid anxiety feeling mm-hmm. that you might get otherwise. Wow. But yeah, that wild. Was, which I guess leads me right to not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. I'm still going strong. <laughs> All right, go ahead, baby girl. <laughs> so CBG, it also interacts with the body's endocannabinoid system. And I know a lot of this can get really scientific but so as a reminder, um, our endocannabinoid system, it's a complex signaling little network that's responsible for keeping many of the body's functions in balance. So um, with CBG, CBG interacts with our endocannabinoid system, which then is interacting with our CB1 receptors and our CB2 receptors, which then stimulates a response. So like with that being said, CBG interacts with our endocannabinoid receptors differently than the way THC reacts with our endocannabinoid system Mm -hmm. or the way that CBD does. And it produces different unique effects which is like the terpenes, like you can, yeah. you know, they, they do different things. Different, they smell yeah. different, you know, mm-hmm. we, the thing is, yeah. Anyways. So, um, <laughs> these are just a few, these are just not a few. These are, um, several things that CBD can, CBG can treat. And after I list them off, I'll let Saba take this CBD one from here. But, um, if you have anyone, if you personally have, or know anyone, any loved ones that deal with the following, Look for cannabinoids or strains that do contain these profiles that have CBG in them. Um, So, but anyways, this can help with glaucoma, inflammatory bowel disease, anti-inflammatory disorders, epilepsy, any kind of chronic pain, depression, osteoporosis, insomnia, like we said earlier, um, Huntington's disease, cancer. um, It helps to kill cancer growth. Wow. And I feel like that's a big one. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. There's a lot of research on CBG specifically for killing the activity of cancer cells. Hmm. Um, And it's an appetite stimulant as well. And it's, uh, if you have a low appetite, Appetite, <laughs> appetite that results from like chemo or like yeah. other treatments. Uh-huh. It's helpful for that. But like any like bladder dysfunction and like psoriasis skin wow. stuff too. That's yeah. cool. It's, it's very, it's a very, to me, it's very healing. Like this yeah. cannabinoid is like kind of like the lavender of I feel like it too. It also reminds universal. me of, I feel like it reminds me a little bit of CBD, which is actually what I'm going to be talking about because a lot of what you said properties match very like side by side to CBD and it is interesting that CBG is not really studied and it's like it's a newer one that's being brought in which is cool because that just goes to show that 
there are so many other cannabinoids and terpenes that people are still discovering because cannabis is still so yes. new. I guess newly being studied. It's been around for thousands of years, but just newly being studied, which leads me to say, what is cannabidol? I'm going to so butcher this. Cannabidol. Cannabidol or CBD? I might be saying this wrong. Please don't judge me. Well, CBD is the non-psychoactive phytocannabinoid in the cannabis plant. Most people are pretty familiar with CBD and its healing properties and benefits, but even then, I feel like people are not familiar with what it's actually doing, what it actually is, and where and how it is actually found within the cannabis plant. Yeah, for sure. Because you just see like, I feel like I associate CBD or have in the past with Mm -hmm. like just the green crosses because that's what came up before dispensaries Mm -hmm. did, you know, and like... I wasn't chasing yeah. that CBD. I feel like CBD has become so mainstream in my opinion. Yes. That was the first like. Just like floods the market and yeah. there's so much of it. That's yes. like what's good, what's quality, what's not, what should I take, what's going to help me. Exactly. And I feel like it's so common that people sometimes forget it actually comes from cannabis. I also yeah. don't think people realize cannabis has been a big, big part of history and has been used as medicine, like I said earlier, dating mm-hmm. back thousands of years. It's always been around as a healing tool. Yes. So for, you know, CBD and now the cannabis market to flood, you know. It's always been the in US, there. It just it's hasn't always been, been here. Yeah, it's just always been a healing. Exactly. So with that being said, um, just like we say with all cannabis-related products, psychoactive or not, know what is going in your body, do your research, know your brands and know what CBD is actually doing and how consuming it every day is benefiting your body and activating your endocannabinoid system. Yes. Kind of like what Brandon said earlier, um, the endocannabinoid system plays a really vital role in our body, our mood, our immune system, blood pressure, pain, stress, hunger, pretty much the whole system. If you guys haven't made it this far without listening to episode 47 on the endocannabinoid system, please go back, listen. It will make a lot more sense as to what I'm about to say next. Yes. So CBD and THC are actually very closely related. Think of them as like twin sisters, let's say fraternal twins. I think that's right. (laughs) Not like a stepsister. No, like they're, yeah, they're just like twins that like look alike, but like not really. Okay. I guess not really, but (laughs) they're both awesome and healing in their own ways. The two put together, however, it's just the best dynamic duo that you can find because they're both so healing when they're together. However, unlike THC, as I said before, CBD doesn't offer that intoxicating effect. And that's because the receptors in our brain and our body react differently to the two separately, but also when they're together, which I thought was really cool. So CBD, in fact, can help lessen or bring people to the happy medium of the psycho effects of THC, especially if you've overconsumed. So like I said earlier, when I started this, it's very similar to CBG, like you were Mm -hmm. saying earlier, which I honestly didn't know much about CBG until Brandon educated me. So shout out to Brandon. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so with that being said, CBD is actually a great stepping stone, in my opinion, for people who want to start their cannabis journey, because I know a lot of people, again, like I said, have this misconception of you know, cannabis and what it is and what all it can do. But it's nice to have that stepping stone with CBD because you get a lot of the beneficial effects without any sort of high. Yes. I think it's very, I think CBD has been very attractive to a lot of elderly people. Yes. I've seen a lot of elderly patients come through and come back for the same brand, the same bottle of CBD Mm -hmm. 
and they love it because yeah. it helps them sleep mm-hmm. or they might put it in their coffee in the morning, but, or, or like, I even know a woman who gives it to her son, her little mm-hmm. boy yeah. for like to help balance him out. Like mm-hmm. if she feels like he gets really like angry and overstimulated, stimulated whenever he like might, he doesn't have that balance in his body. Yes. So she's like, when she does come by it, it's one of the like, oh, we can't run out of that. Type yeah, thing. totally. And not only is it therapeutic without, like I keep saying, the intoxicating effect, but it really helps manage stress and anxiety. So I know a lot of people my age have who, How old are you, Sam? I'm 20. I'm about to turn 29. Okay. Um, but so even a lot of people my age, maybe a little bit younger that come from, you know, I'm not saying closed-minded, but not so like-minded um, families or, you know, communities where it's not seen as a good thing, you know, consuming cannabis. Yeah. It's nice that they see these effects and they can use it for things like, you know, stress management or just to calm them down. Ailments like, Seizures and epilepsies, pain, mm-hmm. epilepsies, epilepsy, pain relief and inflammation, neurological conditions as such as dementia and Alzheimer's, um, gut disorders, skin disease, the list literally goes, goes on, on and on. Yeah. But I also found, which I thought this was really cool, the University of Montreal did a study where they said that it was possible that CBD could have a beneficial impact on addiction because mm-hmm. it helps ease the anxieties that lead people to crave drugs. 110% I believe in that. Yeah, I do too, which I thought was very interesting because because it is non-psychoactive, you yeah. would not think. Right. I mean, because I, I just wouldn't think. Because, you know, when if you're craving, I which... I don't know addiction like, you know, but if you're craving something, I would assume that you would want something to get you not out of your mind. You know what I'm saying? So it's cool that it's different for everybody. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's really interesting that CBD offers that non-psychoactive, but it's more of a a well-being like helps with your body universally. Totally. And I, I love that. I also find, and I know other people do as well but I find it helpful in the morning for clarity and ease, which is really nice. So even on days when my anxiety isn't kicking in, I don't have that. I love taking CBD because it helps my mood, my productivity, my pain. I feel like overall body functionality. And I feel very like, like I said earlier, clear. I just, I, it's, it's unlike any other feeling I can describe. Right. You know? Yeah, I totally get that. And speaking of just CBD period, that reminds me of like consuming one-to-one edibles and the importance Mm -hmm. of the CBD Mm -hmm. and that one-to-one and why my body does feel the way it feels and why I love the body high. Yeah. It's because of that one-to-one ratio. Exactly. Yeah. And like the explosion in your body that feels Mm -hmm. so nice. There's certain brand I brands that I really really trust but like we say with all things not all good CB- all not all CBD is good CBD and not all forms or methods will work for you some may respond better to flour just you know CBD flour versus others in oil or vape form and yes to answer of I feel like to sorry to interrupt Sob okay. a question that a lot of people who are not cannabis users have is can you go into a dispensary without a medical card and buy CBD if they're selling CBD there. Yes. And can you buy a CBD flower only that does not have any THC percent content in it? In Oklahoma, yes, you can as yes. of right now okay. until the laws change. Yeah, so that's uh, for anyone. Cause I feel like I've had, I mean, I know the answer to that question, yeah. but for anybody mm-hmm. listening like that, that's a, I feel like that's a 
popular question from people who don't really know what they're doing or yeah. like how to go into a dispensary mm-hmm. or they don't have yeah. someone to guide them to start. You know, yeah. I'm I have I'm literally like, yes, you can go in there. You just need to ask them like, what are your CBD mm-hmm. options when it comes to flour? Like, yeah. I don't have a medical card, but I'm here mm-hmm. for that. But I mean, I encourage you to get your medical card. Period. Yeah, it just makes the experience a lot better and mm-hmm. lets you dive into different things. Yeah, and I will say, not all dispensaries will have CBD. Where that's a, that's where it's nice that there's co- companies kind of throughout the U.S. sprinkled a- around. You just have to do your research, guys. Yeah. Hop online, but that actually will ship to you because you can legally ship CBD. Yes, and it's there's some federally. really really good brands out there. Yeah. Um, I love Wild by Nature. I love their tincture. We love Smoke Lady J's. Their joints mm-hmm. are really awesome. There's a brand called the Terra. Yeah. Terra is a CBD brand that they have We've tinctures really and stuff that a lot of elderly people, I mean, mm-hmm. kids, anyone, period, has yeah. enjoyed. Yeah. So we encourage you to, you know, do your research. THC isn't for everyone. That psychoactive effect isn't for everyone. You can still enjoy the plant and still have a really healthy and, if you're into it, holistic life yes. with just CBD and even other parts of the the plant that don't get you high. Right. So yeah, Brand, do you have anything else to add? No, I think that was all honestly really well said. I learned more about CBD and CBG. I agree. Same. Yeah. And good. I hope you guys did too. So thank you for hanging out with us during this cannabinoid connection episode and stay tuned for future ones. And next week's episode is always up. <laughs> stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.